Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley show. Guys, I have, I always have the best. I feel like I say the same thing every single episode. I'm like, I have the most amazing woman here. Um, But you guys are going to gasp during this episode. She's already told me there's so much tea that she's going to be spilling that's like just really applicable. Um, and I think she's just the best already. So anyway, get ready, buckle up. We have Natasha Zorik here. Welcome. Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here and to be talking to your amazing, amazing audience. I did a good, like I told Ali at the beginning, I'm like, I did a good stock. Y'all be vibes in your world. So I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh my gosh. She, guys, you are vibes. I don't know if you know <laughs> that. Like, I am so obsessed with this community. And I think you guys know that. I say it enough, but we have the best women here. So anyway, I'm so grateful that you're going to get to pour into them. Thank you for being here. And let's get into it. Yes. So first things first, what's your background in? Where are you from? Tell me more about what you do. Tell us about your business. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Canada, originally from the capital, good old Ottawa, but now I'm living in the amazing Montreal, which is just about like an hour and a half um, from Ottawa. So yeah, I'm I'm there uh, in Canada. And I started all the way back in 2019. Um, and I started as a designer. And I got into the space, quote unquote, a little bit earlier. Um, and I went all in from the beginning. I was just graduating from the University of Ottawa, took marketing, um, specialized uh, in business and communications. Um, And yeah, within three months of starting my business, I quit, went full-time. It it completely took off. And also when I quit and went full-time, within three months, I transitioned from a design business to a digital marketing and design. So I've been like knee deep in the digital marketing world for quite some time. even prior to that, I worked in the government of Canada. I managed like some of the biggest promotional campaigns, thousands of websites. I learned so much about marketing on websites, less clicks, conversions, how to communicate. Like it was really, really powerful. Um, and yeah, here I am. It was shortly, I think it was uh, 2020 and then, or it was 2021 when I stepped into business mentorship and that's when things completely, completely blew up. Um, but yeah, a little backstory there. Canadian, 
been a digital marketing girly since 2019 designer speaker now yeah love I love it it's um, <laughs> always okay I didn't know you were in Canada I love Canadians okay <laughs> I I really do I feel like all Americans feel that way but I'm like ah this makes sense you're Canadian have you been have you been to Canada yeah oh my gosh of course um yeah. well I've only been on the western side oh, so okay I've been to Vancouver like a million times my aunt lives beautiful there. yeah and then I have a lot of friends in Toronto so I like yeah. should go but I haven't yet so yeah yeah, I'm like four hours from Toronto. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's you know what people say. It feels like a mini New York a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but Vancouver. We're actually booking a trip in May. It's so gorgeous. We go all the time for snowboarding. It's so amazing. It really is. I know, and people don't know about it. I feel like Amer- well, what? Americans, Americans oh. don't realize like how much of a vibe Vancouver is. So highly recommend. We both endorse. You guys, yep. <laughs> big stamp of approval, and definitely go to Banff. Yes. Oh, I want to go there so badly. You got well, him. Have you gone then? Oh, we go. Yeah, we go every winter for snowboarding. But in the summer, I have a theory. It's a cult there, though, honestly, yeah. because it's like you go in, it looks like a perfect, a perfect little Christmas, little yeah. post, you know, postcard year round. Everyone is like phenomenal. I'm like, something's up here. What's absolutely. going on? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I would love to investigate and find out. Um, <laughs> I, I want to see immediately. <laughs> Um, I also have like a weird fixation on like cults. So there's oh. a, there's a little nugget for everyone listening. Um, I've like watched all the documentaries. I read all the books. I find them fascinating. <laughs> yeah, me too. Girl, eye to eye there. There we go. There we go. Okay, love that. <laughs> so um, I love to hear about the progression of your business. So tell yeah. us about what you do today specifically. Mm-hmm. So much progression. So today I'm all about taking a true, true, true sustainable approach to business and honestly a self-led approach because in this industry, love it, heart it so much, so much love, but it can have this narrative of like instant gratification, being so money hungry. And me, I'll always say, I'm the first to talk about money. Like money is sexy, financial literacy, but when you lead with passion and integrity and it's not just like, hey, I made a fat stack of cash. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. You know what I mean? Like you want to add true inspiration because I take it back to like even touching on the money piece um if I didn't see women sharing their bold statements making my old 61k salary in a month my money perspective would have stayed completely small and it is actually shocking to think where I once viewed things versus where I view them now because women have been so bold and loud and proud um so anyways little little side tangent there but I help women sustainably scale I'm very very deeply passionate about changing the narrative around sales as well and really cutting the fluff cutting the fat and making about uh sales psychology, buyer psychology, and, but with a twist, it's all about the people first approach. It is not the bro marketing. It's not the kind of 2019, 2018 type of sales tactics filled with scarcity, fake tactics, blah, blah, blah. Like you're selling to humans. So learn how to sell to humans. So I really infuse that people first approach sustainability from systems. Like I take a holistic approach, um, So I help women, yeah, one, own their money wins, own their unique brilliance as well, believe in themselves and what I like to call your entrepreneurial IQ. Like I want you to eventually leave me as a mentor, like go do the damn thing, you know? Um, So I have like a variety of masterminds, mini moms, private. Uh, I speak a lot as well. Um, Quite a few things, passive offers, you know, there's a wide variety, but 
Yeah, that's kind of my mission there. And it, I, my word is, is audacious, like audacious leadership. I want you to take those bold risks um, and really take up that space. I love that. That's so yeah. good. It's such a <laughs> nice blend of like the word audacious too makes me think of this. Um, it's such a beautiful blend of like being feminine and masculine at the same yes. time. Too. Like, yes. hey, take up the space and also like, let's not neglect all the things that you are and like, what's the happy medium of expression, success, rest, etc. So I oh, love yeah. that. Yeah, and I'm like- in my DNA, I am a strategy girly. And when I went through, which I know we're going to unpack a little later in the episode, but the social experiment where I pulled back for a year and focused on quality over quantity, it was finding the duality between even masculine and feminine. Cause I was so masculine. Like it was just go, go. I was eating up the Tony Robbins books, the Gary V, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, that's the way. Um, and then I tapped into, you know, the energetic side, the feminine, the masculine and the data driven. And it's like, they can all coexist together and you can make your own hybrid approach to business. Um, that feels amazing to you and your audience. So yeah, you're, you hit the nail on the head there. I love that. And I think too, speaking on money wins, because everyone there's so many different levels of entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast but um one thing for me is for years I kept my income you know to myself um and there were so many feelings that came up with that like sometimes I I agree like sometimes I would see like people made all this money I'd be like wait that's amazing sometimes I was like I'm inadequate I cannot do that right like there's so many stories that came up with it um and then you know my business really started to take off and I felt like wow okay um, like I probably should have shared milestones up to this so that there was context and transparency and clarity. Um, and so I did start to share my money wins and mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. And anyway, my worst fear was that people would like unfollow me or feel small or whatever yeah. that is. Um, and I will never forget, there was a girl that followed me and she like, posted this really aggressive thing after I had posted and she was like I hate and disrespect anyone who shares anything about money um nobody cares that should be your internal business like all this stuff and she had like unfollowed me I like it was so I like posted and then it was like Mm. after and then I saw oh she unfollowed me and I had really like liked her and looked up to her and anyway I had to like really find peace with that it was one of those things where I was like oh I feel like I asked for this so that I could like face this and understand too, like, I really feel secure and convicted to bring transparency into the industry. The whole reason I'm bringing this up, you guys, is because that woman actually followed me back like two days ago um, and was just, um, I'm on Lemonade, the new platform. And she was like super excited about my Lemonade and was asking me questions and this and that. She didn't remember any of it. And I was like, well, one, that probably was a story I came up with. Maybe it wasn't, right? But when it comes down to it, like you're really safe to do it. Mm-hmm. And also like, yeah, the information is a blessing for people, but more than anything, it is a blessing and permission slip for yourself. Um. So anyway, you were saying that and I was like, man, I actually really want to share that experience because I feel like yeah. it really healed and grew me in a big way, you know? I also think that's one, thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. I love that. And I think- people can, that's a universal lesson for anything, literally. And that's, I always say that audacious leadership, you have to be loud and proud and you have to have that moment of wanting the, I always say you're going to lead the tough conversations, not follow them. And it's about understanding your heart and integrity. I even take it back to when I pivoted from designing and, and digital marketing to mentorship. I had the biggest mind fuck around that. Can we swear on this podcast a little? 
Uh, yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. I get bleeped because it says none, but I say do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. But, um, (laughs) it was a complete turmoil because all I was ever told is business coaches, you get like slapped with this badge of you're a really bad person. You're going to be toxic. No, 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 no. So I wrote those stories in my mind. And then I had this internal shift, which seems so simple and silly, but I was like, wait, I can be different in the industry. I, I'm not that. So why would it, why would I give that energy out? Why would I do follow these trends? What? So that's when I went full force into mentorship, but that's even applicable here. Right. And another thing, when I share money, I will say that like, you should raise the standard again. It's the mission behind it and the purpose in the heart. Like I do it because I know it's going to one trigger people, but I also give you the tools and resources to really believe in yourself. And, you know, financial literacy is amazing. And, you know, it's taboo in our real life, but I have, I'm like a firm believer that the more you talk about, you go sit in a table with like multimillionaires and billionaires, they're going to talk about how to raise that, you know, money standard. And briefly, one thing that I'm very passionate about when I talk about money is showing my beloved service providers, my creatives, designers, SEO, copywriters, that it's not just secured for coaches. You can have this wealth. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I was in that position and that is why I do work with a lot of service providers as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been a really beautiful shift and almost permission slip for them of, oh, like it really isn't just for coaches and mentors and consultants. Like we can have that level of wealth and not burn out. So anyways, that's another big mission too. And little permission slip for everyone listening, cut the noise from the space. Every single thing you do, even if it's great, bad, amazing, revolutionary, everyone's going to have an opinion. You just got to have a big heart and, you know, push through. Yep. Amen. And I think too, like, I love that you brought in service providers because I think they get extremely neglected, but I, I own three companies and like one of them is coaching and consulting, but the two others are service providing and the highest earning one is a service provision one that also gave me legs to become a coach and a consultant. And so anyway, um, I agree with that. And like, thank God you're saying that because I think sometimes it's so easy to count yourself out. Um, but you don't have to. So that being said, um, one of the things that I saw on your website that I really loved, and I want to dive into that goes so well off of what we're talking about is how important that self-trust is alongside building and marketing, because like Mm -hmm. you have to talk about it to build it. You have to build it to be able to clearly talk about it. But if, if you do not have that self-trust, good luck, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and integrity is a huge thing that we talk about in this industry. You've said it a few times now too. And I'm like, come on, amen. Um, but let's like dive into that a little bit more. What are your thoughts on the self-trust element? Yeah, that is a hill I will die on because, you know, I went through a phase where I was seeing immense amount of success in my first business and my mentorship business even. Um, but I kept burning out every four to six months. I'm like, what is the disconnect? Like what is going on here? And I couldn't really figure it out. But then I realized, even though this is such a free open, like we're an entrepreneurship type of industry, there are inherently these rules and ways that you just kind of feel restricted. And if, you know, if I had a dollar for how many times students or I read, well, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. Like, how am I going to be successful if I don't look this way? If I don't follow the part, if I don't 
of that specific branding. If I don't use this five-step or 10-step proprietary method, am I really going to be successful? Mm -hmm. And what that does is it actually robs you of what I have coined your entrepreneurial IQ, which is kind of that critical thinking. Can you be a savvy founder? Can you read the room, right? Because you're either chained to a script or your coach's method. And so for me, the moment when I had that shift within the social experiment, my like year-long experiment where I pulled back and I went against what all marketing gurus preach on how you get to seven figures. And I said, no, I'm going to find alternative marketing methods that are disruptive, that feel incredible and really are time-tested. Um, and I did just that, but to bring it back, uh, I, I said, I want to just tune out the noise and really focus in on that self-led approach. And also I call it the be me method. I don't want that. A lot of people will mentor or coach on that. And I get it. It worked for you, but you are robbing people of allowing them to test, to play, to figure out their own secret sauce. Um, and the moment of which I said, you might gasp and where it comes into the self-led you know, approach is I've actually never had a business coach and that's coming from a mentor. And most people are shocked and it's very controversial, um, but it's the narrative. I It's this is my biggest ick and my biggest pet peeve. When people use this as a selling tactic, which it is, it's not some empowering message. It's not some big opinion. But when they say you have to absolutely pretty well in every phase of your business, have a coach, mm -hmm. I believe, and that's coming from a mentor. And I believe so deeply in mentorship. I see it every single day, but I've hired and invested multiple experts from the jump. I had an agency style. I had incredible team members. I had people supporting me, but I was in my craft and I let myself test, fail, win, cry, see successes, all the things. Uh, just this year, I actually hired my first quote unquote transformational coach. Um, and that's a big gas, but that's like that method of self-led. I have absolutely been self-led. And now I've put that, poured that love and that mission into my clients. And it's beautiful to see what they've done. Mm -hmm. And the feedback is great. And this is not for me to tell you not to hire a coach or mentor, but and it just goes to show you everyone's path is different. Everyone needs certain things, but just don't buy into that narrative. And if you want to take a step back and be like, you know what, I'm going to have a little moment and, and soak in all the information that my other coaches or courses that have given me and really put it to practice, just like have that permission slip. Amen. Yeah. Big Amen. tangent there, but yeah, just so important. I'm very passionate because this space really can make you feel small that way or feel like you have to always spend 30,000 to see results. You are so amazing right now. You have all this, all, it, there's no secret. You can do it. You're capable. You just got to put your head down and have that trust. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my big spiel on that, that piece of self-led. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. And I, I completely agree. And I think, um, yeah, one thing, if anyone has ever coached with me, um, you're going to be like nodding your head, but in our group programs in one-on-ones in our events and retreats, you get kicked out of the nest. It's very mm -hmm. important. For, if you cannot process what you have learned from me or from someone else, then why are you even buying it? One good luck processing while also like scaling a business. Yeah. So you need some on and some off seasons. Um, but we always say there's like a recovery zone after a discovery zone. 
And that is life, the cycle of recovery and discovery and implementation happens in the processing and the recovering and, and rest is productive too. processing is productive too. Um, so I love that. And I love to hear people say that too, because you're right. It is a selling tactic a lot it of is. times as well. Yeah. It's packaged behind. I'm sorry, but leadership, I'm doing that in quotations. All that is, is a narrative to get you to buy into them. And also I, you know, I believe so deeply in buyer psychology and I understand the the tactic of loss aversion when people use problem aware, you know, scarcity, totally use it, but I use it in a tasteful way. But when people have that constant agitation content where you say, you need me, you need that, you know what you get? And I've worked with multi, multi-millionaires this year in 2023, more than any other year. And I've had these honest conversations and, you know, they'll use say lots of agitation content. Do you want to know what the byproduct of that is? When you make people feel chained to you, like they need you, you get handholding, you get a lot of liability, you get a lot of unhappy customers, a lot of expectations not met because your content and your messaging is beating them down to the point where it's like, well, I need you. You're the shiny object. But you got to make people realize that they've always had it going on and more. You're just going to add a little bit more fuel to their already existing fire, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So good. Yeah. I And I think that is, there's no regulation in this industry. I actually yeah. talk about this a lot. There's no regulation, which is cool because we can grow and evolve so quickly, um, but also is, there's a disparity in um ethics I guess yeah and upon other things and so I love that and I think um I, you know my media company Rudia Media I mean we scale and launch courses books etc like that's all we do and we really scale out you know different companies and solutions for our clients and I swear the number one thing I get pushback on is if we sell a thousand of these courses and nobody completes them, do you know what your brand is going to represent for a thousand people? Shame. Mm -hmm. Do you want shame to be associated with your name? No. You want, how about you get a hundred people and you hold them well, thoughtfully, content-wise through 80%, you have raving fans, right? Oh yeah. A hundred raving fans will take you much farther than a thousand shame cycles, right? And so people don't realize that. So the success is not always in the numbers, Mm -hmm. um, the way that you think it will be. And again, your integrity and the way that you shepherd and lead people is something that you are building upon. Like those are what you're doing today. That is a legacy opportunity that can become a block in the cornerstone of what you're creating, or it's going to be a pit that you trip over while trying to landscape in the future, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I love this. This is, that's all been so, so good. Thank you for bringing all of that up. Of course. Yeah. And just quickly that, that ties into the quality over quantity, right? And like kind of bringing a little bit of buyer psychology, what you're saying and calling in those raving fans is the expressive buyer, the one who is ride or die loyal. They will champion out who you are to their, their person, their grandmama, whoever it is, they're going to be like, this is my gal. And this is why you need to give her money and invest and be around. You know, she is your person. You need to be in her corner. And that is how you build truly a legacy and a incredible engaged community filled with people that just adore you and your mission. So yes, I totally, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So you know, a lot and you have a lot of wisdom, um, so I have two like rapid fire questions for you pertaining to that. So one, 
how do you stay consistent? Because this is a loud and fast industry and world. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great question. I stay consistent. One, I'm very, very firm on my boundaries. And you know, that, that comes through time that comes through getting, you know, figuring out what dims your light in a way you figure out what you need to pour into yourself um, and getting away from, again, that constant masculine. But I uh, have a very strict schedule with myself. So Mondays are my CEO days, absolutely no client work. Um, That's really how I like pour into myself and I stay consistent because I move the needle. Um, And from the jump, I have been a firm believer and had that that self-trust in I can hire someone to do something better, quicker, faster, just because we are supposed to, you know, or we sh- we're we're put into a, a job where we have to wear all the hats doesn't mean you have to. So I have an incredible team behind me. I delegate like my OBM, Tatiana, literally God sent. I don't know how I operated without her before, but so having sacred time for myself, I end, I try to most times like end work around two or three on Fridays, no calls on, on Monday, Friday. I really rarely work on the weekend as well. Um, but it does come down to team click up. Incredible. I have ADD. So my little brain, I will have a burst of like, this is the best idea ever. I ditch everything and I get into the busy work. So having a, a project manager, even streamline systems to hold me accountable um, is really the secret sauce for me. So not always working 24 seven, taking your time off solid systems, solid human beings. Um, that's kind of my, my key to success there. I love that. What obstacles have you overcome to get here? Mm-hmm. Extreme burnout for sure. And like, you know, again, kind of drinking the Kool-Aid of the industry and doing what everyone seems to be doing that's working. And then you completely lose yourself and you realize you've built a business where you're like, this actually isn't sustainable. And I actually don't like the structure of this offer. And I really don't like that topic. (laughs) And you know, you're bringing in the cash, but then you're like, what the heck is this? I literally hate it here. I want to go home. 100%. The, yeah. Just specifically for that too, I saw this this morning and I was like, wow, that speaks so deeply to me. But it said, what drains your spirit drains your body. Uh, what fuels your spirit fuels your body. And mm-hmm. I have like, that is so pertinent for that burnout or that like lack of like, why don't I want to do that? Like, actually, you're probably not lazy. You mm-hmm. probably don't like what you're doing, right? Um, so that self-awareness is so key. So I love that you're talking about it. Yeah, I yeah, no, for sure. And so obstacles was definitely burnout and coming back to like the self and figuring out the legacy, the mission. And, you know, even in sales psychology, the feel good factor, how do you want to make people feel right and lead with that versus just the monetary? Um, so obstacles, yeah, burnout, I've had, um, I had my first launch ever was a huge flop. That was definitely a big obstacle, but always, I never look at quote unquote failures as that. That is the biggest opportunity. I took that data. Then the next time I had an incredible, um, incredible launch, uh, for the Instagram kit way back in 2019. Um, I've had obstacles of, Ooh, when I was going through the rebrand, which was like the byproduct of the social experiment. Oh my God, $60,000 down the drain with service pros. I had so many delays. I wanted to give up. I thought all of this was a sign that I shouldn't be putting this like first ever mission, first ever experiment out. Um, I got faced with a lot, a lot of hiccups, money lost, you know, disappointments. Um, But from that, it led to some of the best creations, a bigger impact, a bigger message. 
So it all worked out in, 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 in my favor in the end, but that was a big one too. Um, so yeah. Mm, that's so good. I, um, have been there too. So I think everyone in their own capacity can understand that. And it's nice to see the other side of it one, but also hear like the honesty of it as well and numbers to it too. Like being able to say like, I kind of burned 60 K and that (laughs) stung, um, whether, you know, that's the truth in, you know, it coming down to it or not. It's really, really lovely to be able to do acknowledge that and then see where you are now. Um, so if you could burn it all down and start over, what would you do differently? Mm -hmm. Um, from the jump, I would build, this sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Uh, Instagram email list first. I wouldn't do one. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that is like, I am so, and that's what got me into my sustainability route is when I got disabled, not once, twice on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was literally just having a little hoot and cackle on Instagram. I'm like, um, wait a minute. I actually don't have a business. When it happened, it was so crippling, devastating, all the things in the moment. I'm like, this is life shattering. But then it was the best lesson I ever could have asked for. Cause from that, uh, came actually the huge pivot into mentorship, the realizations, my signature program, no figures to six figures. So much beauty came from it and lessons. Um, so that's, you know, if you're going through anything in life right now and you feel very down bad, you feel like you can't see the end of the tunnel, I promise you it's happening for a reason. Um, and if you can see that in the moment. So that uh, if I if I started from the jump, I would really hone in on one rented platform and one owned. And I would focus on the personal branding and I would really, really get clear on who I am, how I want to make people feel in my messaging And I wouldn't try to do all the things. I would really focus in on like maybe one or two offers. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I would go. I love that. I love that. It's super, um, it's super nice too. No matter what level you're at, I feel like that question often has a similar answer. And I like the way that you put it. So, um, you know, one borrowed, one rented, I think is how you said it. But like, Thank you. That is like a way easier and healthier way for you guys to think about it um, than some of the scarcity around Instagram, TikTok, Lemonade, whatever that looks like. Like we're just leveraging. It's just a game of leverage, but you can have strategy and ownership within that. Um, oh, yeah. So I love that. And then from there, I want to know um, what advice do you have for someone who is craving the next level in business? And I think in life too, because business is life in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are at a place where you feel like you've kind of hit a plateau and you, whether it's income, whether it's offers, I would actually have, I'll put it in the perspective of say you have your coach or you have certain, you know, containers people could come into look at what you have right now and see those blind spots so what do I mean is there a way say you have a structure of an offer and you're kind of giving a lot like a lot you know you're like here's my home my mortgage my credit card my sin number my everything my first child take it all for 297 girl you're like take it you're going to want to, like, I believe so firmly. <laughs> I always say that to my clients. I'm like, girl, you got a home back. <laughs> but if you're at a point, like simplicity is key. And sometimes we think we have to like reinvent the wheel and do all these things. And then you end up just being burnt out. But look at what you have. Cause I guarantee you, if you just did a bit of reorganizing and optimization. So 
I just did this with a client. Say you have a group offering and it's kind of burning you out. You're like, I actually don't have capacity to add anything else. Where can you uh, cut that down? So let's say there's tons of one-on-one. Can you eliminate that and just keep the group portion and then limit to unlimited revisions to three revisions in the three months and then now make it a VIP with an upsell? So is there upsells you can add within your offerings? Are there intentional downsells? Um if you have a really loaded course, is there a way to, again, split it, make it more streamlined and actually be a better, better educator? Simplicity is key within that. Yeah. Um, and then make it a tripwire, the, you know, take a portion. That's probably going to get you one monetary side and scalability. Um, and another quick thing too with that is analyze your systems because with that is quote unquote, the energy leaks. Like, is there a way to one, make a, a master list and see, okay, this can actually, this portion of that list can go to admin and systems. And then another portion, now I see actually a, a new hire because the more you scale, the more support you're going to need from both systems and people. So I would look at those two avenues. That's so good. It's so important. And I, I would love to add this bonus in um, <laughs> from what you're saying to, to understand the market right now. And that like, there have been times where it was like, you know, put everything, you know, into one place and put oh, a big yeah. price on it. Cause everyone wants to answer. Um, what Natasha is sharing is so pertinent for the market right now too. like ha do gatekeep, but not in the way that people are talking about on TikTok. but like, it's okay to have good boundaries and package something up really clearly and then create a beautiful customer journey yes. and understand that that actually serves bigger and better because clarity is kind for your ideal client. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to appreciate it. It's going to grow trust. Like it's a really nice thing. So I think sometimes there's that almost like, shouldn't, shouldn't I give everything though? Cause isn't that yep. like the trend right now? It's like, no, it's actually not. <laughs> and I'm going to relate it to your point earlier when you said, when you have say a thousand elements or units sold, but no one really finishes it. So let's say now relating it to this, if you do simplify it and you actually do become a clear and concise educator with clear, and it's not just like information overload, they're going to actually finish it. Now they're actually going to want to have client retention and invest in the next thing. You're going to be solving one specific problem or maybe a few. And you, I've done so much research on like one educational structure two, how to be a good educator. And it's not doing that and being like pulling an Oprah one for you, one for you. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to be, I always say, don't be Dina, the discount queen girl, where you're just like discounting yourself, your services, you know? So yeah, like very powerful message there too. I love that. And, um, and there is deep power in that. Mm -hmm. um, there really is. And you allowing yourself, I really want to bring this back to what you're talking about, the self-trust and integrity of you making the decision that allows you to guide them with confidence and knowing, nope, you need this first. Oh, no, we don't need the kitchen sink along with everything else, right? We <laughs> just need this answer. Okay. Um, like that actually positions you as more of a leader as yourself, right? Leading yourself and leading them. And there will be more self-trust as a product when you get to see those results and they get to taste the transformation. Absolutely. Yep. So good. So all of this to be said, um, this community is really, really special, which we were talking about earlier. And so we always end our episodes in asking how we can support you best. So where is it that um, we can show up for you that we should keep up with you? What do you want or need from us? 
Oh, I love that. I love the way you frame that. That's so sweet. Um, Instagram is definitely where it's at, uh, natasha.zorik. Um, and I'm actually too, right now, too really fun. I'm building a third business, an app, so that we're in the early stages. Uh, so that's going to be really fun to tap onto that. Um, it's going to be for the space, the 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 coaching, consulting, service, pro space. Yeah, it's really, I'm really excited. Um, and then I, I also have a podcast too, which we're going to have amazing Ali on there too. We're going to chat about it after. Um, it's Tash Talks, but that's kind of where you can find me. And from there, you know, I call it my big three after the social experiment. I have um, Instagram, emails, and podcasts. I kind of just hone in on that. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. where you can support me. And feel free to DM me. I'm like a hoot and cackle there. I'll, you know what? I'm eerily right there. Boom. You send me a message that says scene. Sometimes I'm like, girl, I'm not stalking you. I'll just love you. And I'm on Instagram, but exactly. so please. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Also like, let us not graze over that very like poignant thing. You said like the big three, come on somebody. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Like you don't have to do 17 things. Oh. Just do one or three really well. Okay. Yep. Um, so amen for that. But I'm the same with DMs sometimes, right? Other times I'm like, this was lost in my general file for three weeks, but are you okay? Oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> um, so anyway, love you guys for the patience and, um, I'm going to link everything so you can find Natasha, um, in the show notes as usual. So guys, if you love this episode, then please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for everything. We're so grateful for you and have a great day right up your alley. Bye.